Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our show. It is the 17th of April, 2019. The 17th of April. It's crazy. And today we have Relationship Wednesday, and I can't get in the chat. So if anyone's in the chat, I did see Francis there already, and I I downloaded it or clicked on it, but I don't know how to write on it. It won't let me click in to say or write anything, just so you know. But today's show, there's something to it. And we've always known it, that we treat romantic relationships different from all other relationships. And there's one big reason why we do it. And it is because in a romantic relationship, unlike any other relationship we have, whether it's with our parents, our siblings, our friends, acquaintances, people we work with, wherever it is that we meet people, with romantic relationships, if there is a breakup, the entire thing changes. And the two people cannot sustain the relationship they have when they break up, even if eventually they remain friends. Only relationship we do that with because There's no other place for us to go with it. It's not like, you know, you break up and then you can continue to see each other because what's going to happen over time is you're going to meet somebody and, you know, they may be the person that's right for you or right for you for that time. And it's very awkward. Unless you're both seeing people. And when I wrote up this show, I didn't even think of that. Until I asked Christ. And he said that, you know, think of all the personal history. I wrote in there in relationships, but I was thinking about how we interact because of where we've been. We either learned and we're going to not put up with certain things or do certain things ourselves, or we're not going to learn and we're going to repeat our own history and the perspective of how much we need from a relationship, especially in the beginning, it's like, Oh, wow. I met someone new and they're brand new. You know, nothing about them. So they're great. Doesn't mean they're bad. Once you find out what's about them, it just means that you may or may not fate with what you find. But all of the perspectives, the histories, the expectations, they do take their toll on relationships to where I hear people say, and I was one of them for a long time, it is just so draining to date. Once you're in a relationship, priorities, as far as relationships go, only because at the time 
you're going to see each other all the time. Your lives, your daily lives, your texts, your outings are all based around each other. But how we look at romantic relationships is really changing. It's really changing. And believe it or not, social media has a lot to do with it in a good way. When we first got on social media, it wreaked havoc in so many households, old people, old acquaintances, old relationships, all of that like came to a head. People meeting each other emotionally, falling in love across the countries and, you know, writing each other, it interfering with marriages, marriages breaking up, other things happening, bringing people together. It was just complete emotional chaos. But it also taught us something. It taught us that emotionally, even in current relationships, enough to take on leaving current relationships for people we met online. That was the beginning because we did not see crazy yet. We did not hear about people doing that yet or meeting each other yet. We didn't kind of ride that out yet. But once we did, once we wrote it out, we, we kind of calmed down a little bit. But just like companies that look through your social media to see who they are hiring, because that's become the biggest thing now is that they want to know who's coming in and they go through all your social media. They go through everything about you. But we are doing that with people we meet. And that's a good thing. Because it gives you a more realistic perspective of is this person ultimately right for me or not. And you have to look at it all because there's a lot of people on social media where it looks shiny and new. And like it's you know, they're the best the world's been created. But I have to tell you, we have become, we have become really in tune. And I'm really proud of all of us at making faster decisions by doing our research. And we do research on everything else and we don't do it on social media. Or didn't. And now we are. Find out as much as you can. Because once you look at that lifestyle, I wanted to say good morning to Brenda. And I see Francis is there. I don't know how you guys are writing on it. I don't know where the conversation is when you write in the chat. That's so weird. How could I not know that? Crazy. But I'll figure it out. Maybe by tomorrow, I hope. But we're really taking into account does a person fit into my life? And we're thinking about it much sooner than just jumping in with both feet, closing our eyes, and hoping everything works out. So the things that Christ brought up once that fact was put out there 
was that they're a new introduction and we know the least about them at the same time. And we start making decisions, especially in the past, very quickly on someone we really didn't know very well. And then the expectations of what it could be is what keeps us going, the negative stuff in the beginning. We don't say, hey, you know what, there is a red flag, but I'm not really going to pay attention to it. And the way I'm not going to pay attention to it is I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Maybe I can fix it before anyone finds out because I now have a person who wants to be with me. I have a live taker. I have someone who's interested in me. But at this point in time, you should actually have a pretty good idea if somebody's truly attracted to you, filling the gap, attention to, especially if you are a single parent, bringing somebody in for your children to meet. Because sometimes the motivations are the children. And you have to really know who you're dealing with. And I know it's hard to treat romantic relationships different from all your other relationships. It's not that they're only different in the context of the couple. Treating them different in how you enter into them And I know we're getting so much better at it. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation. Do your homework. Find out as much as you can. Because inconsistencies, if they exist, will show up. Ask yourself that without changing that person at all, coming in and you know, okay, well, over time, I'll get him to do this, or I'll get her to do that, or I'll just fall back into my ways. If every single picture file is partying, and you don't party, that's not a match. If all your pictures are that way, and all their pictures are that way, then you say, oh, my gosh, we have that in common. That's so cool. But if one does and one doesn't, it's not going to be easy. If they're traveling and you can't leave because your kids are young and they're traveling all the time, also something to think about. And I know we say love conquers all, but I'm talking about before we get there. Because once we are there, start running the show and they're big ones, now you have to start asking other questions. Now you're reassessing. Now you're saying, oh, my gosh. Now that all the newness is gone, and now that I'm here and I'm no longer curious about this person's lifestyle, I now know it. How come I don't feel like I fit in? I mean, there's people, and I've met them. Couples come to me. There's one man who, for some reason, he loves to travel all year. So maybe during a year, he may take anywhere from nine to 12 trips, sometimes two in a month. And no one can keep up with that schedule. So when he meets a woman, he right off the bat 
will tell her he loves to travel. She gets all excited. She thinks she's going with him. And then he wants to take her on some trips, and he'll take his children on other trips, separate from the trips that he goes on with with the person in his life. And then there's a whole batch of trips that he wants to go on without anybody. You may hear that and you think, oh, he's such a nice guy and he's this and he's that and you're all excited. But then you get into the relationship and you're like, that's weird that he wants to go away by himself. That's weird. Why am I not included? What is he doing? And, you know, it obviously caused a lot of problems. So when he knew it caused problems, he went to his friends. He wanted to go on like this long I don't know if it was 10 days, but around that, over a week of time, and got his friends to lie for him that he was going with them, and it was a work-related event, to his live-in girlfriend. You know what happened? He thought by then they were together for five years. They'd never got married. He thought by then he could get away with that. He built it up slowly. She doesn't know what he was getting away with sooner or earlier. But now this one just took the cake because she found out that he was lying. And that was the last straw. Five years invested by both people. They had a great beginning. And she broke it off. She broke it off in romantic relationships. Something like that comes into play. You break it off. Your kids and their kids don't see each other anymore over time. It's hard to sustain because everyone goes on and something else fills that time. That's how they're different. That was my biggest learning this morning. I really love to think of it that way. Because it's not only how we get in them, it's how we leave them. And how we leave our relationships, our romantic relationships, it really does determine. If you leave in turmoil and you start telling the new person, well, you know, this and this and this happened over there. Now you're hearing your future. That's what you're hearing in the beginning of every getting to know another person's story. Is that that inventory of our past history tells you how your relationships will end with this person if you embark in it and you break up. They had a lot of breakups and a lot of story, well, this didn't work out because of this, and this didn't work out because of that. Now, you're sitting there, really think about this, because I know we know it. We're really in tune. We start knowing how we're going to be talked about. And what happens to people, especially men, they believe that when they hear that, and the woman is someone they're very attracted to, They believe they're different 
and they are going to come in and save her from all the bad people she has met, knowing that they're going to be a future story at some point. Because once that newness, that new part where we know the least about them and we come in and we tell them how we are going to save them, that's very powerful in romantic relationships because now we feel committed, we feel loyal at a time when we are in a heightened state. And then we start to see reality over time, like, oh, wow, this is my everyday life. How did I get myself here? What am I doing here? Only way it goes. Sometimes you get in and you're like, wow, this is so much better than I thought. And it usually happens when in the beginning, the person doesn't have that many crazy stories. They may have had only a handful of relationships that they were really committed to. They really cared about the other person. They may have had that. And then you get in and you're like, oh, wow, they really undersold. Great way to be surprised. But when you look into people, sometimes that flashy, I'm perfect, persona that we see online, it's never that. Nobody is a fairy tale. Let time give you that perspective. Let the experiences you share with that person give you the perspective. Conversations about anything other than just each other. Can you have conversations about other things? Because those are the things that are going to be the fuel that run the relationship. Are your interests, not just each other, but your interests that you can talk about, that you can share, that you can build on. At the end of the day, we have been sold that romantic relationships are big moments. But in truth, the romantic relationships are fueled by the little things we do for each other. The conversations we have, picking things up like, you know, you're going to go get groceries and they run out of bananas and you say, hey, I'll go and pick it up on my way home. Little things like that that sound so trivial are where the nuts and bolts of the relationships work. So we do treat romantic relationships different from all other relationships because they are an all or nothing. You're either in or you're out. Relationships where people are just dating and they're still dating other people, those aren't full-fledged relationships yet. Those are just a getting to know you phase. And it's really the best one in you assessing and determining if that person is right for you a lot of characteristics that exist, like if somebody has narcissistic tendencies, you don't see that in the first seven encounters with that person. You don't see it. So you have to give yourself the chance to see what you are dealing with. If you can bond with this person from your heart, 
because it's easy to kind of connect in the beginning. You know, you see how fast things happen, and it's all these thresholds, you know, first kids, first meeting families, first meeting children, first, 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 and it's all exciting. It's all new, and it's all, you know, fresh. But then you have to, like, get to that point where you're down to the everyday. How does everyday feel? How does it feel? How do I feel when I go to bed at night? Do things tug at me in my sleep? Do things make sense during the day? And then when I'm away from that person or I'm asleep at night, my head is racing trying to connect things that don't make sense once I've gone to bed. Because I will tell you this, and it's probably the most true statement of anything. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. We have a gut feeling about everything. And every time we ignore it, by now we know that that's our compass telling us that, hey, you know what? Ding, 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 ding. Pay attention here. And if you have a lot of ding, ding, dings, you really got to pay attention. So the important kicker in this is don't ever feel guilty for noticing something that isn't okay. And if you are closer to the very beginning than having made a bunch of, have the opportunity to change your mind. And you may want to stay friends because you want to be noble and you want everything to be okay. You don't want to just, you know, feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm that person that's going to run too. Don't take that on. Look at it from the beginning if you can, if you're hearing this and you're meeting people. Because, you know, strangers are more strangers today than they ever were even though we have social media to help us determine if we're going in the right direction or not. But always give yourself that opportunity to change your mind. A lot of people stay. It's crazy how many people stay because of the initial meeting. And believe it or not, some of the most powerful initial meetings are when one of the two of you has narcissistic tendencies. They are the first people that become the most attractive in like those speed dating things on, on, on social media because people who have those tendencies have learned how to attract, didn't learn how to sustain. And they can sustain if they get somebody who's so weak that they really just succumb. But most of the time, they want people that make them look good. So they do choose strong people and very giving people. And then that person one day says, hey, wait a minute, something's really wrong. But all of a sudden, I just disappeared in this relationship. I just disappeared in this relationship. And now they're trying to find a way out. And it comes out of nowhere. And it doesn't mean that something was so wrong that you realized you have to get out. 
it's a very subtle feeling and you just wake up one day and you're like, where's my life go? I just got hijacked and let myself get hijacked. I was trying to do everything I can to make this relationship be the best in my life. This person is fun and they're exciting and everybody loves them. But what happened is you no longer see any of my friends. I no longer do anything I love to do. And I'm basically a a huge compliment to this person's life. But somehow, over time, my life is secondary. It's like I'm taking care of my life and living their life instead of taking care of my life and sharing it with this person. Then you start asking more questions because, you know, not all narcissists are that extreme narcissists where they're completely manipulating and controlling. It's very subtle. You have no idea that it's even happening until time starts to give you one example after the other. You know, we say, oh, narcissism, we roll our eyes and we just don't know what to do. It's a very real possibility that we may enter relationships with them. And they're not bad. They're blind, if that makes any sense. Their security needs were hit when they were young, so they're very insecure. And the only way they feel good is through proof. The only problem is when you get into a relationship with somebody who has a narcissistic trait, there's never enough you can do for them. And it's exhausting. And that's what happens. Paying attention, taking on, taking on that you can make decisions giving yourself an out, giving yourself time to get to know a person because anyone you invite into your life will be a huge part of your life. And that's the big duh, but at the same time, it's not. It's not. So looking at romantic relationships objectively without thinking of whether or not they like you, whether or not they will reject you, which is something we don't want, which is another reason why we stay. We don't want to see that side, but if you fear seeing that side, that is also a red flag. I don't want to just cut and run because I am concerned, I am concerned that that person will think I'm a bad person. So let me stay and let me ride this out so that I'll be a good person. Let me do it in the best way. And this this has nothing to do with being good or bad. But that's another reason why our emotional makeup is when it comes to romantic relationships. And that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation. It is amazing to me, amazing to me, how many people stay together because they don't want to be looked at in a negative light if they leave. And it happens in the beginning when it's the hardest to do so. 
so that you can make a good decision and you still don't feel that tug like, oh, my God, I promised everything and I can't ever go now. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.